Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Crook and Kendall podcast. And uh, before we start the podcast, I actually uh, wanted to do this before. Now, if there's anyone who complains about this, I'll make sure to not do this anymore. But I wanted to plug our social media stuff as well as where you can find our podcast if you want to listen to it on your podcast distribution of choice. We are on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. And we also have social media so you can stay in contact, DM us, comment on our podcast and whatnot on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, And all the links will be in the description of every episode. So it has the link to all of them down below. Yeah, we want you guys to be able to find us easy. Yeah. And share with your friends and family and all that. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to do that at the beginning of the episode because I have a feeling there's a good amount of people that listen to the podcast that don't make it all the way through because we always do our plugs at the end. But I wanted to try it at the beginning to see if that changes anything. So, again, I don't like doing plugs a lot of the time. It gets in the way of the actual content of the episodes. I understand. But we need to plug our shit. We are everywhere. Crook and Candle. Yeah, Crook and Candle. You can find us. Yeah. All right. And um, yeah, with that out of the way. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So anyways, uh, how was your week and all that? My week was uh, had a couple days off at the beginning of the week. Um, yeah. Uh, what is today? Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday. Tomorrow's so Sunday. It's, it's normally my day off, but I, I ended up working today. So I'm going to try and be on top of things because after you work all day and <laughs> I think I like, I think I tend to like the, you know, doing the podcast in the morning when, when I'm fresher. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a man's man. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this even after a good meal that I just cooked. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit, little, and a little bit, a little bit of whiskey. Not a little a bit of whiskey. A little bit of whiskey. Just loosen things up. What's the whiskey we're drinking? Monkey shoulder. Monkey shoulder. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Scotch, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. But yeah, other than that, I had a pretty good weekend. I heard Monday it might snow in Seattle. Really? I heard that. Ah, uh, okay. Let's, That's let's cross be... our fingers and hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, I'll be curious what happens if it does snow because. Um, yeah, I'm curious how that would affect my whole work situation. Well, I don't think it's going to be like a snow snow. I mean, hopefully, I hopefully. But we, what I heard was we might get a little snow on Monday. Yeah, a little snow is not bad, but like if it's a lot of snow, like yeah, that'd be a problem for sure. Normally, when it when it really snows here and shuts down the city for a week. <laughs> That's like normally like January, February. Yeah, the last two years we've had he pretty heavy snow out at during the winter. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like climate change is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into all that. Yeah, but um, but no, yeah, like the last two years it's been pretty snowy, and uh, you know it is what it is. We live near the uh, what what mountain do we live near? Uh, uh, Rainier. Rainier, Mount Rainier, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember when we used to live by the university, and we can go to the UW, and there's that one uh, near the library. Yeah, where or, you can see it. Yeah, and there's that, like, a straight shot, and, yeah. and you could, it's it's really a beautiful sight. If you ever do come to Seattle and go to the UW, there's this specific part uh, near the, uh, the Red Square. Yeah. And you go towards the, the fountain. Mm -hmm. There's this just 
beautiful shot where it's just you see the mountain especially when it's like you know summer and stuff like that when there's no clouds around really beautiful scenery mm-hmm. um but aside from that uh well it's good to hear that your week was good um my week was fine except i actually put the starve in starving artist <laughs> so uh long story short i ended up making some bad decisions and i am broke <laughs> until payday so uh, unfortunately i had to eat all your eggs he he ate all my eggs yeah and I, he I, cooked I, eggs and i'm like mm, that smells good yeah so I, I go to look for the eggs i'm like where the hell what the yeah what? <laughs> and, and i don't fully admit like because i i should here's the thing i know what some of you're gonna say why didn't you just ask for his eggs i was embarrassed because and here's the story so literally last sunday like i had like 20 bucks left ouch yeah 20 bucks and uh now this was until after, until when until like next, next wednesday week, <laughs> next wednesday because i i get paid every two weeks so it's bi-weekly so um and then like that uh week i got paid or the week i got paid uh i had to pay my rent and then i had well i think i had other bills i had to pay too mm. so like by the time i was done paying all my bills i had like only 150 dollars or some shit so yeah, it was tight, tight money, and I just made a, a lot of uh, dumb habit decisions. And this is why, as an artist, you can end up in that starving artist category. Mm-hmm. Kids, pay attention to your money. Yeah, don't make dumb decisions because because <laughs> what I ended up doing was because I I've had this habit where when I when it's the weekend or when I have my days off, like every night. I would go to because there's the shell nearby our house. Mm-hmm. And so I go, I've been going there all the time, which by the way, that was a dumb decision because I, because I, because, and the shell is like, it's almost like a 7 Eleven. Yeah. It's shell. basically, it basically is like a 7 Eleven, but you can, so get we live right next to it. Yeah. We so. live right next to it. So it's super convenient. Mm-hmm. So I would just go there to get food and, you know, uh, dog food and toilet paper and all that stuff. And alcoholic Alcoholic beverages. It's like literally spitting distance from where I live. Well, where we live. And um, so I've made this bad habit of going there, getting drinks, like, you know, getting those like surges, those white claw surges, Mm -hmm. like the eight percenters, like get two of them drink those back to back that'll help you make a bad decision gets it gets some junk food <laughs> and then fucking which that's like what 15 bucks all together or something like that with all the junk food and shit and then i go later on i'm like i want two more and so i go there i'm spending more money and uh sunday i did that and i like literally i ended up um like spending all my money and i knew it was a bad decision that was, so I, once I found out that he had eat all my eggs, I pretty much was like, why is everyone so fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The funny thing is when, when, when you ended up in that situation, I was like, don't worry. What do you need? Yeah. Cause I'm, I've, I've done these things myself, you know, I'm just glad that you were more understanding and you didn't like I mean, you did give me shit, but it wasn't in a like, you know, like a a Barbie stabbing way. Mm. Like, like you're trying to be mean about it. No, because because 
actually, I, I don't want to. We're family. Yeah, yeah, we're family. So we understand. But um, like growing up, like with she who will not be named, I, uh, I, I'm i just going to keep keep her out of it. But like when I was with her growing up, um you know, she like I would I would I would uh, hesitate to ask her for stuff because when I ask her for stuff, she would get pissed at me. Yeah. So imagine how that affects a person growing up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that and that's the thing. I I try not to ask people for shit. Are I, you I, talking about Cthulhu mom? Cthulhu mom. <laughs> yeah, monster from the deep. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like you know the stories of like hey. Dad, can I borrow 25 cents? He's like, let me tell you about when I was growing up. Right, yeah. I had to walk to school in the snow, uphill, both ways, back and forth. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so so you just you grow up and you, you're like, I don't want to ask people for shit, yeah. for shit. And to an extent, I feel that's somewhat of a good thing, but it's also not a good thing. And I'm also Leo, so I'm a very prideful person. I don't, I don't like to ask for help. Mufasa. Yeah, Mufasa. <laughs> You know, I, I try not to ask for help, um, but that's not always a good thing. And definitely that gets me in trouble. Well, I was reading uh, this 101 year old guy, mm. like made a list of things that, you know, for young people. And one of the things was he said, if help is um, offered, accept it. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people have a hard time accepting help. Because of their pride. Right, so, right. Yeah. But yeah, I'll keep you fed, man. Yeah, th yeah. thank you. It's the Christmas I, season. It's the Christmas season. It's the if time I, for if, giving. If I don't give, I will go directly to Hades. <laughs> yeah, and I need to pay it forward. I, I Eventually, I need to pay it forward. Uh, so, you know, that, that's the one. That, if, and that's another thing why I, I, like, I've always, when I, even when I was, uh, I want to say, like, when I was a, uh, I moved out out to, to Portland. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was a lot more stingy with uh, taking shit from people and giving shit to people because, yeah. like, I because I don't because like I don't didn't want to give my own shit to people because it's like well it's my shit and then you know on the other hand it's like I didn't want to take people's shit because it's like I don't want to have to owe them shit. Mm -hmm. But I had to change my thinking later on, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like the reality is. Now, yes, there are definitely some people that will use that against you mm. and will, like, you know, do the list of yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I did this for you. I did this. And that's the shit I hate. I, I can't stand, stand that when people do that. You know, it's like, but, so that's. Well, not everyone does that. Not, yeah, not certain, everyone. Certain, certain people, people do. Um, but, but, you know, this is something that, because I've never, this is something we could work on. Mm -hmm. I know you're getting paid soon. Yeah. I want, because I'm going to go get my first Christmas tree ever. I've, I've never had one. And I want you to at least spend 25 bucks. You got to get me a gift. You got to wrap it. You're going to put it under the tree. And okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get you something because I've never done this with okay. you. Okay. And Christmas morning, we'll open our gifts. It'll be very interesting because I've never actually done that mm, okay yeah i'm gonna have to really think long and hard about what i need to actually not too hard 
Actually, no, I think I, I know what I can Dude, get. Dude, you could give me a $25 candle. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, I wanted to, because like um, one of my, because uh, I cause I told some of my people, uh, the people that I work with uh, about the podcast, and um, someone actually asked me about the name. I was like, what does crook and candle mean? And I'm like, huh, that's a good point. I don't even know what it means. So I wanted to ask you, what the fuck is a crook and candle? Like, what is what what is that exactly? Well, um, the the crook you had the crook and the fail uh, flail, mm-hmm. which was Egyptian. Okay, okay. Actually, like if you're a if you're a, if you're on stage doing um doing a uh, comedy bit or whatever, and you were bombing, remember the big crook would come and oh. pull you off the stage. Uh, oh, okay. But it was really kind of like based in my love of ancient culture and kind of mysticism and stuff. Okay. So the crook and the candle, and you know, with when you're doing magic or whatever, you light a candle, you know. Oh, okay. And is, is the, the crook the thing you put the candle in? No. No. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. no. It was in, in, in ancient Egypt, they had the uh pharaoh a lot of times in this um the uh statues they will be crossing their arms and they'll be holding a crook and, uh, and, a, okay. and a flail uh, okay okay but really it was it was between those things i was like oh a crook and a candle crook and candle hmm. crook and candle kind of rolls off the tongue yeah <laughs> and that's pretty much it it's just uh, okay i like the way it sounded you know, okay. and and it really kind of, yeah, definitely has something to do with like, as an artist, and a lot of artists are like this. They get into kind of the more esoteric uh, parts of life because you're you're really living differently than the majority of people. Yeah, you know, and so artists tend to when they're doing art, they'll put little. Um, Easter eggs in their art, yeah. if you will, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it has to do with mysticism, <laughs> or or the occult, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, the hidden knowledge, and um, that that's kind of where it came from, crook and candle. Okay, yeah. well, well, that answers that question. We're not witches or warlocks, <laughs> but you know, I have an interest in that stuff, so that sure, you, it just sounded good. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that answers my my question. So, and there was a period of time when. I was homeless <laughs> and I was a crook. So, <laughs> so it all lines up. So I guess, I guess in a way you can take the name a little bit more literally. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, well, actually crook in that case would be C-R-O-O-K. Yeah. Not C-R-O-O-K-E. Yeah. So, but whatever. Well, okay. Here, here's something. So like you have numerology mm-hmm. and uh, so Trajan. My my given name is not Trajan. Right. My given actually my given name is not Trajan Antaeus. Right. I I chose that name for myself and uh I've always wanted to I was born in seventy one and my name was Jason. It wasn't just Jason though. It was Jason Jamal Jennings. Mm-hmm. So three J's. And when I was born in seventy one Jason was an incredibly popular name for boys. So I think at seven years old, it was the first time I, I 
you know, my mom took me to Marie Callender's <laughs> and we were sitting there and I remember going, I want to change my name. <laughs> and she said, well, well, what would you change it to? And I was like, I don't know, like Mark or John or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I'm like naming books of the Bible cause I was raised real religious, right. but you know, I, I've, I, I wanted to be different right. in that in that case. Yeah, be, yeah, being yeah. different because of the religion I was in, I didn't really like that. I wanted to do stuff with other kids. I wanted to be able to go to birthdays. I wanted to be able to go to a Christmas dinner and so and I couldn't do any of that. Right. I have a question for the God. Oh fuck. Oh wait, no, I didn't play the whole thing. Let me do it again. I have a question for the God. Why? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to filthy frank oh that's a good one i, I miss filthy frank <laughs> i wish yeah i wish he did that shit still but yeah well he's successful as a fucking uh, musician so good for him but yeah let's get back to my name just really quick so you kind of understand the way my brain works so um jjj in latin mm -hmm. well old latin because eventually latin they made the j but before that it would be the letter i mm -hmm. so i i i you actually put roman numerals i i i it's yeah, yeah. three three mm -hmm. so tray or mm -hmm. trace th is three three yeah and then gin is jennings and then my the last name, Antaeus, um, it's where we get the word anti. It was a, a Greek word. Um, the Berbers used it, and it, and it or, or I think there was a, an actual African kind of god, Antaeus, who was undefeatable. Mm -hmm. But then as long as his feet were touching the earth, mm -hmm. and then Hercules picked him up and destroyed him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the bad part of the name, but yeah, right, and, but yeah. it really, it, it's someone who stands against, and, and I've always felt like I'm standing against the, the normal way of being as a person because there is the kind of normal path to living and, and getting a job and going to school. And I've went the total opposite way. It, while be being told that I'm not allowed to do this and you can't be an artist, et cetera, et cetera. And I was always like, if you tell me that I'm, I have to do this and I'm not allowed to do this, I will do the anti, I will right. do the opposite. Yeah. And that's where we get anti from the word Antaeus or the name Antaeus. And so that's kind of, that's how I ended up with my name Yeah. and, uh, Crook and Candle, kind of sim similar thing. Yeah. I, I take these, the way my brain works, I take, you know, different ideas and merge them, which most artists are really good at doing. Yeah, it's a it's a fitting name, too. In fact, like I've said this to you before, but I've been considering changing, changing my name, too. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, I wanted to, because uh, I think you even suggested, like, well, why don't you change your last name to Antaeus or whatever? I'm like, all right, well... I would need to think of a good first name. Mm. In fact, I want to put this to the listeners slash viewers of the video. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you can give me a good name in the comments, I would be interested to see what you guys come up with. So if you can come up with something good, 
I'll make sure to give one of you guys a shout out and maybe I'll use that as the name. Yeah. And actually, um, if you're going to do it and you give a good, a good name, give it some thought. Yeah. Yeah. But tell us why, what, where'd you get the name from? Where does it come from? And, and don't, don't send any troll meme fucking meme bullshit. Like, like butt face or, or dipshit, dipshit, fuck face. Like, (laughs) you know, oh, we're probably going to get a couple. Oh yeah. We're definitely going to get some trolley (laughs) comments if we, if we do get any, but, but yeah, like uh, give it some good thought. Whoever comes up with the best name, I'll definitely give you a shout out. Yeah. So let's move on to the topic for the episode. So, um, well, first I got to ask you, okay. Cause yes. Because uh, what we wanted to talk about was kind of what makes, uh, what do you think makes a good artist a, a, an, an easy upbringing or, or kind of a hard uh, upbringing? But before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, because we were talking about this the other mm. day, and I was like, when was it? it can you name, like pinpoint the moment in time where you said to yourself, I want to be a creative person that I want to, I want to have a, make a living being a creative person. Right. Um, story time. Yeah. Story time. So that's the thing. It's like, I can't pinpoint the exact moment in time where I made the decision to become an artist and, be like, oh, I want to try to make money doing this because I want to say I was on that path like early on. But the moment I feel that made me cement that idea into my head that made me really want to do that was the story that I mentioned in episode four where Cthulhu mom came into my room one day because because like this was during and I'm kind of repeating this story, but I'll try to abridge it. So basically story goes i was uh i was i was living in my mom's apartment at the time and uh i quit my job from panera bread because it was fucking terrible that job that company is terrible in fact i was surprised at how many people i've i've like read reviews of like on glassdoor Mm -hmm. people that worked at panera bread in fact i uh there was a person i worked with in portland that actually did work with panera bread at one point and i told them the story about it and they're like wow that's like the exact same story of, of like my experience mm. like i'm like wow is this really a common occurrence yeah sure enough it is like panera bread is really awful don't work there it, it, it is a it like it is so pathetic how they treat their employees anyways tangent over on that so i quit that job and so i i had to look for other work so i I was living rent free at my mom's place though i was paying rent to my mom while you were working well well while i was working yeah but i wasn't working at the time so i wasn't paying rent um you know it's like I, i definitely tried to you know you know throw some money and support where I can, you know, it's like, I, I, I'm not a dick. Like, I don't want to just live, you know, uh, under a roof without paying for it, especially as an adult, like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't unreasonable for my mom to expect me to pay rent. Um, but, 
you know, she really got on my ass and she, it, it was just getting to the point where she was just, you know, just being a bitch about it. Um, and so one day she comes into the room, she's like, have you, you know, you haven't found a fucking job yet, blah, 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 you know, that kind of shit. And I'm like on my bed, on my laptop. I don't know what I was doing. I think maybe I was drawing like with my uh, Wacom tablet, my Wacom bamboo or something like that. Cause I was, cause I was looking for jobs and a lot of the jobs I was looking at was stuff I didn't want to do. A lot of the work that I was looking for, I just didn't feel passionate for. I didn't want to work in the food industry. I knew I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to wait tables. I didn't really want to cook. I, although I ended up doing that um, in some capacity or another. In fact, I'm working at a restaurant right now. So there you go. Um, but yeah, so like I just didn't feel passionate for the jobs I was looking at. I was just going on like Craigslist and uh, Indeed and all that stuff. And it's, uh, did I say I was going to bridge this? This is going yeah. out longer. I'm really, sorry, but, what, but whatever. The whiskey talking. Yeah, it's the whiskey. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> anyways, fuck it. It's our podcast. Well, I'll, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. And, um, I do what I want. I'll do whatever I fucking want. <laughs> and so she eventually, like, she's going on this rant at me. And then she asked me point blank, what do you want to do, Jordan? And I think about it and I think about it really long and hard and, and the thing that came in my head was, I want to be an artist. So I told her, I want to be an artist, point blank. And literally, next words that come out of her mouth, and I've always been consistent in how I've told the story, because mm -hmm. I remember it like it's yesterday. She says, you can't do that. And it just, I got fed up. I was upset. And then she was still going on a rant about how I need to find a real job and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I just got fed up with it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm an adult. I'm 20 something years old. I don't want to deal with this. So I get up off of my bed. I'm like, I want to go outside. And she's like, you can't leave. And she holds her hand out. She holds her hand, hand out like that. And like, you can't leave. And, um, I'm like, no, I want to leave. I I've paid rent to be in this room you know although not that moment but i was paying rent yeah, yeah. to live there yeah. i'm like this is my room i can leave it if i want and she's like no you can't you have to stay here and listen to me and i'm like i grab her by the shoulders move her to the side open the door and i leave she lost her fucking mind. She goes out of the room. I've never seen her face so fucking red. She's screaming at me at the top of my lungs. Don't you ever fucking touch me. You know, just like losing her mind. And then I go out to the, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not listening to this shit. I go out to the living room. Uh, my stepdad's there. He's sitting on the couch, just sitting there doing his work on his laptop, I think. And he's like, oh, what, you being an uh, idiot again, Jordan? I'm like, nope, I just wanted to leave. And he's like, nods his head, turns back to his shit, and I leave. Mm. And that was the moment where I was like, you know what, I want to be an artist. Mm. That's interesting. We have how some of our stories mirror each other. Because mm -hmm. I think you, we were talking about this, and you said you were around 22 
you know, it was, it was before you moved to Portland. I want to, yeah, maybe I was 23. I don't remember the exact age I was. I know, I know I was in my twenties yeah. at the time, but I know for me, it was my story was that, you know, I was, uh, the oldest, I had my little brother who was two years younger than me. And then when I was eight years old, mm-hmm. my mom came into my room and was like, so you have an older brother and an older sister. Same mom, different dads. And I had no idea. I'm like, what? Really? And they're like, we're going to actually drive up to Seaside, Oregon. And my uh, my grandfather was running the Seaside Inn mm-hmm. right on the beach. And uh, so we drove up and I got to meet my older sister or my older brother and my older sister. And I remember a couple things happened. Like one thing happened where my brother was drawing just on a white piece, pencil and a white piece of paper. And he was drawing this like Cyclops character and that was kind of floating mm-hmm. and uh, through the air. And one, one, one hand was up with two fingers pointing up and one hand was down with two fingers pointing down in the classic Baphomet uh, kind of the way. Yeah, if you look Baphomet. up uh, Baphomet. Baphomet. Is it, is it ba- Baphomet or Baphomet? It's, it's Baphomet, but it's a French word, so it's Baphomet is the way you spell it. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And so, and then he put some sigils and glyphs around it, like a pentagram and different things. And then he got up and took it and walked away. So, of course, I'm like, well, I need a piece of paper. And I grab a piece of paper and I start drawing this trying to recreate what I saw. Yeah. And at a certain point, Rex comes back. My brother's name's Rex. He comes back and he says, Oh, what are you drawing? And he looks at what I'm drawing. He just grabs the paper and crunches it up. He's like, don't draw what I draw. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) You know, what's going on? You know, let's see. 12 years later, I find out he's a major Satanist, but whatever. That's another story for another time. And um, then he came to live with, uh, live with us for a year, and then he took off. And then my sister came to live with us when she was 11, or when I was 11, excuse me. And one day at the back table, she took a piece of paper and a pencil, and she loved horses. And she could draw horses really good. And so she starts drawing a horse Mm -hmm. and you know kids got really short attention spans but i i didn't even sit i remember this like it was yesterday i stood next to her and i think she drew for a couple hours and she drew a mama horse looking at you and then there was a little baby a foal down at her feet kind of you know in a little ball looking at you and it was so good like the veins the muscles everything was there and then at a certain point she just said well i'm done and took the paper and walked away and i said you know there was a pause because it was just it was so awesome what i just witnessed and i said i want to be an artist now like a lot of time like a lot of people who are creative they go actually there's people that because I think young people are creative in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a certain point, most people get caught up in 
a more normal life, a more safe life. You know, I need to go to college. I need to get a job. And so certain certain dreams of being an artist, if you ever have one, a lot of times will just disappear. And I all I, so I said that to myself at 11 and I drew I was always drawing, always drawing, always drawing. But by the time I was 20, I got married to your mother. Mm hmm. And we had you and, you know, I'm working and I'm, I'm, you know, in corporate, I'm working in a cubicle, mm -hmm. I'm wearing a tie yeah, in a suit yeah, in the whole nine yards. And, uh, <laughs> taking a picture. Gotta do it for the Instagram. There we go. Yeah. I actually meant, I, I forgot to get my, uh, 360 camera. Yeah, that's all right. So I can take a, a better picture, but whatever. But yeah, so you know, I was doing that, and then kind of the 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 marriage kind of split up, and you know, I was oh man, I don't know, I'm not gonna go into this too far, mm -hmm. but at a certain point, you know, I, I went back to Los Angeles for a little bit, and when I came back and came to see you guys, she'd moved, called her, you know, at uh, her work, and she'd quit. And I didn't know where you guys were. So I was like, can someone please, this is my pager number. This is the time of pagers. And so I get a call back. And, a very, and I think I was probably 22. And a very similar thing happened. She said the same thing. What are you, you going to do with your life? And I said, I want to be an artist. And she said, you, you're not allowed to be an artist. You're a father. And I think... It makes sense. Like when you said, I want to be an artist, when you say, I want to be an artist to someone, mm -hmm. they have no frame of reference. Right. I mean, they, they understand Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel and Picasso and, you know, they know who artists are, but they have no idea what it is to be an artist. They, right. And then there are these kind of stereotypes around being an artist. Mm -hmm. You're broke. You're an alcoholic or a drug user in crazy relationships you're you know and but broke above all else right you know now the art world and the art industry is a multi 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 billion dollar a year industry so it's it's not like there's not money right it's just that being an artist is so outre it's so different than what the normal person uh, understands as a way of making money that when you say, I want to be an artist, they don't, there's like, what? All artists are broke. All artists are, you know, losers, you know, and it's, and that is not the way it is. That's one of those myths that, you know, I'd like to try and dispel. Um, but uh, definitely I went through a same, the same thing. But when I, when I, when she asked me what I was going to do with my life, I said I wanted to be an artist and she told me I couldn't. And mm -hmm. I'm definitely I'm you're a Leo, I'm an Aries. So I I'm I'm very hard-headed. Mm -hmm. And if you tend to tell me you're not allowed to do that just as a knee-jerk reaction, I will make it my life's endeavor to do the thing that you told me that I'm not allowed to do. Right. And so that kind of that kind of cemented in my mind at least, that that was what I wanted to do and that's what I wanted to be as a person. Um, I had no 
idea how to do it, you know, but I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And it took a long time. I, but I think I was still in San Jose. It was some years later, um, where I actually showed art, you know, and then I moved to Oakland and then I showed art in Oakland. I showed art in San Francisco, but was still kind of like, I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. how to really make it. Mm -hmm. But you know, those, those kind of stories. And actually, uh, I'd love to hear from our audience. Like if you are an artist and you want to be an artist, when was it in your own life that you can pinpoint, this is where I, I knew I wanted to do something creative. Yeah. Let us know in the DMS or like send us a tweet or send an Instagram face, message Facebook or message, Facebook message. Yeah. Let us know, like, because, yeah, we would like to interact with you guys. And uh, if you can send us some good stories, we'll probably read it on the next episode or maybe later on. It depends on whether there's people listening to this that are willing to do that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like, we would love to talk to you guys and get your input on that. And from there, actually, we're going to turn the conversation to the next part of this podcast. Right. Which was the question of, does what what makes a good artist or someone who's dedicated to being an artist is mm -hmm. it an is it an easy supportive life early life where where you can be creative because again all kids are creative um or or do you feel that you kind of have to go through some hard times to become an artist right well what do you think well that's the thing. It's like I, I, I won't rule out the idea that a person with a stable like upbringing and all that and good parents that raise them right can not can be a good artist. Because I, I think good art, uh, good art can come from anywhere, you know, no matter what the what the upbringing is. But I do tend to find that a lot of the artists or people that are creative minded tend to have had a hard life they they didn't choose the easy path or they didn't yeah well yeah they didn't choose the easy path whether it was they were born into a life where shit was just hard you know you know abuse drugs uh you know just bad parents you know being poor all that shit um you know and then those people tend to, because of their upbringing you know, or and just how they lived, they managed to experience certain things that people who are quote unquote normies, as people would call them, people who were kept in a box and you know told to take the safe way in life, they they because because and I've experienced this too, where I've like I've talked to people that have had you know really, um, you know, like I would just tell certain stories of my upbringing. And like, and I'm talking to someone who's like a, a person who's had a pretty good upbringing, mm -hmm. and it's like they just don't understand. Yeah, and and you can tell, you can see it on their face where it's like you're like they're like they can't compute it because it's like I never, they never dealt with it, mm -hmm. you know. So, and in my case, it's like I, I like I wouldn't say I had the worst upbringing or anything like that. Like I wasn't molested or abused physically. To the point I was black and blue. I didn't live in such a shithole apartment with cans all over the place or anything like that. But, you know, I did deal with some, like, you know, um, mental 
shit and stuff like that and, and it wasn't fun um you know and uh it definitely did have an effect on how i grew up and and because of that it caused me to express myself and think in a more creative way and i feel a lot of people that come from hard upbringings or uh you know lonesome upbringings or you know whatever it is like a lot of the times what they have is themselves so they tend to look inwardly and they kind of think uh you know think fantastical thoughts mm. and where they where they look at the things around them and they kind of make art based on what they see well it's funny i i'm sitting here thinking about it as you're talking and and in a way cuz i was you know i was raised in irvine california nice house sure. kind of upper middle class Although my dad had multiple sclerosis. So, you know, he went from a cane when I was really little, a cane to a crutch to crutches to by the time I was, you know, a teenager being in a wheelchair. And, you know, he, his eyesight went and all that. So there was a lot of times where there wasn't too much interaction with my parents. And my mom would be working and my dad would be home. But we were he was doing his thing and I was doing my thing. Um, but I, I think about, as, as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about certain um, people, I, I, like Angelina Jolie just popped into my head. And, and there's many people who had parents that kind of paved the way for them. Sure. Okay. So in a way, you know, you look at, say, a, a person like Angelina Jolie and you're like, wow, you know, her dad was an actor and, you know, she had a kind of charmed life, I think, as I have never read her memoirs or anything like that. Um, but it kind of paved the way for her to get into acting and, and, and do that. Now, I'm not, you know, a big movie star. Right. Or a big, you know, art star or anything like that. But in my own way, I kind of paved the way for you. Because besides me, the, you know, there's not a lot of... You could actually look at me and go, my dad is an artist. Yeah. And I'll, well, I'll say this, too. Like, yes, you did. For sure, but definitely a good amount of the things that I came up with as far as like my creativity, I did come up with them on myself. Well, yeah, and but but I did look at what you did and the art you did and all that stuff and saw that you were doing a job like being a tattoo artist and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, there is a way to make money being an artist. So, um, so yeah, yeah, you're right. For That's sure. what, and I mean, even for anyone out there listening. You may want to be involved in some part of art, the art world, like whether it's movies, um, um, you know, musicians, uh, stuff like that. But you might, the way to get into some, because there's people right now that are in the movie industry mm. and you know what they do? Catering. Yeah. Because they need food, you know? There's people that there's the gaffers, they build, you know, the things that the cameras and the lights go on. There's the lighting people. Um, there's the sound people. 
So it's same, same, like you could be like, oh, I want to really be in this incredible, I want to be in this rock band that's bigger than the Rolling Stones, but that might not happen. Right. But you can teach yourself how to record. And be and so the next thing you know, you're engineering and producing for other bands. And so you're in it. You're just you might not be exactly what you want to be, you know, the what the initial idea was might not be that. You could be in bands, but it might might not be as big as, you know, the stones or something like that. But right. yeah, I don't I I tend to think Hmm. It's a, that's a tough one. And yeah. we, we always come up with kind of tough things that get me thinking because I don't necessarily think that you have to go through a hard life. I think going through a hard life. So, for example, if you're, say, Angelina Jolie, again, it it's it's right there in front of you. You can do whatever you want. And then when it's time to, like, work, you could be like, well, maybe I'd like to do a little acting. You know, when you're a kid, you might not think about it. But when you get a little older, you're like, because everything's kind of there for you. Whereas, so that's that's one, you know, situation. Um, and she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's people that, because they had a harder upbringing, and I'll just say this, when I say harder, it can be as simple as just not being supported. Yeah, he, You know, when you tell people, this is what I want, this is what I want, and they're just shooting it down. And, and it's not even just people. It's the important people in your life. Right. They're shooting you down. Well, how are you going to make money? Well, I, you know, I heard that starving artist. Da, 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 and they're, they're trying to put doubts into your head. Right. And so that's kind of a negative. And in order to make it through these doubts that people are trying to put in your mind, you have to kind of become mentally strong. Yeah. And so it's that mental strength um, because you're on your own, you have a dream, no one's there for you. And it's because it'd be very easy if no one's there for you, it's very easy to just go, you know what? Maybe they're right. And you just give up, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's the person that's like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this, you know, they're going to, because of this, their mental strength, um, dealing with, in the face of adversity, with people telling you, you can't do that, or that's impossible, or blah, 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 you know, you carry on. And I think it's in that uh, kind of being not, I don't want to call it stubborn, but almost hard-headed, willing to do do something even though people are telling you it's not popular or it's not, you know, it's not going to work out for you. You just keep going, you keep going, you keep going. And uh, that's that's what makes a good artist. As a matter of fact, I'll tell another little quick story. Uh, when I got to the Bay Area of California, that's when I was really like, I'm, you know, artist, artist. Actually, I opened my first art studio, mm-hmm. uh, Studio Absu, 17th and Madison. Mm-hmm in Oakland, like a block away from Lake Merritt. It was awesome. And uh, that's where I really kind of got my feet wet as an an actual living, working artist. And, uh, you know, it, it was tough. It was definitely tough. But when you're when you put yourself out there to to do the thing, 
you know what, you're going to find the support and the support isn't going to be the people you would hope it would be. Right. You know, it's not, it might not be your brother, your sister, your mom, or your dad, or your, you know, they might, those, those are the people that you would hope would be there for you. And they might just be like, dude, you're crazy. (laughs) And so if you decide that living as a creative person, finding a career in the creative arts um, and, and making a commitment, you're going to find other people that are in the same boat. Yeah. And that's your tribe. Yeah. That's where you're going to get your support. And you might not find it immediately. It it might take a while before you find people like that, but they are out there. Like how I've, I've met those people Mm -hmm. like um, my friend, Jason, rest in peace. Um, like I, that I met in, uh, Portland, like, like he was one of the best friends I ever had for the time I got to know him. You've like, talked about him a lot. Yeah. And I've talked about him a lot. Supportive. Yeah. He was, a, he was, a, he was a very influential person in my life. Like just, just the kind of person he was like, he was really cool dude. Very supportive. Like when I was talking to him, like when I was doing zombies called a knife fight, which was a totally different, my first podcast ever, uh, for those who are listening, um, way before i had any of this equipment and i was recording with a shitty logitech mic that that was plugged into my fucking laptop like 2014 yeah it was a long time ago like seven a years. long time ago um in fact he was the guy who gave me uh remember those two mics i had mm-hmm. yeah he gave me those oh wow Th- those uh that i think they were the m audio like usb mics or whatever mm. but yeah they were you know he was the guy who gave me those like he like I, I told him about doing the podcast and he's like, Oh, can I do a podcast with you? I'm like, sure. And he brings those mics and we do a podcast with them. And then he's like, you know what? You can keep them. And I'm like, what? Like you really is like, I think you'll make better use of them than I will. Mm. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And it was like, that was the first time I've experienced something like that. Mm. And, and the thing is he's an artist too. So he understands, he understands the struggle. You know, this, this is this is a guy who like he, he uh, play he, he was like a solo like uh, guitarist deal like singer singer songwriter guitarist guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll go on stage and just play with his guitar. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as as they would call it, a uh, white guy with a guitar. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and that's the thing. Even he was not. Um, he you know even he had his issues like like unfortunately. And I don't think any anyone's uh, anyone in my past is going to listen to this. But uh, unfortunately, he ended up passing from heroin overdose. Mm. Well, actually, it wasn't a heroin overdose. He, the story goes, one, and I didn't even know about this at the time. I eventually learned about it through his girlfriend, who I was good friends with at the time. Um, I haven't talked to her in a long time. It's been a while. But... Um, but yeah, the story goes, he got three baggies of heroin. One of them was cut with bad shit. Mm. He took the the one with bad shit, mm. and he fucking died. And uh, yeah, that was a really heavy moment for me. And um, it really, you know, it, it was just a shitty moment. But regardless of how he went out, and all that like because you know even just learning about his his life story like it was really fucked up i'm not even gonna go through all that stuff but 
but knowing the kind of person that made the shit that he did, you know, his creativity and what came out of through his upbringing, I definitely do think in a way that can make for good art. But I won't rule out because not everyone needs to be a Nikki Six, Kurt Cobain, or Kurt Cobain character necessarily yeah. to be an artist. So, yeah. so yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, do you need to be fucked up <laughs> mentally or have a fucked up upbringing to be a good artist? Not necessarily. Although I do think some of the most interesting people I've met have had fucked up upbringings, yeah, and it caused them to view things very differently, yeah. And it's because of that uh, point of view that their art was able, their art was more fuller, poignant, and poignant. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes it would it would uh, talk about shit that was dark and not fun at all. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, some of the best art I've consumed, whether it be film or music or whatever, was shit that was real, like really real. Mm-hmm. Hell, that's why Fight Club's one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. Because it dared it, Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote the book, which eventually became the movie, like he, the thing I like about Chuck Palahniuk, in fact, I need to read more of his books because um, very good writer. He, the one thing he was really good at, it was writing stories that are uncomfortable and writing stories that were based off of really raw, real things. And um, in fact, like, uh, in fact, you can read this story at your own discretion. Uh, I would recommend you read the story, the short story Guts that he wrote, which uh, is on his website. That shit will make you fucking wince. Oh, I got to try that. And like, because like the, cause the way <laughs> he wrote that story, I, I don't even want to spoil it because yeah. it, 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 it's really uncomfortable. It's a really uncomfortable story because it deals with like bodily shit, mm. uh, bodily fluids, and things. you know, like private parts and so, okay. you know, okay. so I'll leave it at that. But it, it, it definitely is not a comfortable story. But the thing I was surprised by was that he was able to write the story in such a way that it made me go, oh, God, oh, God. you know, like, it's, mm-hmm. but the reason why it worked was because it was raw it, and it's stuff that actually could happen, mm. you know? So it's like the way he used his imagination and, and, and was based off of stories he heard apparently, because apparently a lot of the way he writes his stories is he'll like hear other stories from other people. And so he'll, or he'll, or not, even, well, not necessarily just from other people, but he'll like come up with his own ideas and talk, you know, go to a like a writer session and talk to other people about something he was writing or something like that, like an idea he came up with. And everyone, then people would go, oh, I, this reminds me of a story that blah, blah, blah. And he starts, they start telling him about a story. He goes, whoa, that's fucking, okay, I gotta write that down in my notes, mm. you know, and next thing you know, something goes in his book. Mm. And, and it's, you know, it's like, and I like that. I like, I like the kind of art that can be based off of stuff that's not necessarily comfortable, you know, and, uh, you know, it takes a certain mind for sure to be able to come up with something like that. And a lot of the people that end up tending to do shit like that aren't necessarily the most adjusted people. Well, they're, they're willing to... I'd say because of, you know, you, you do have to experience certain things um, in life. 
to be able to think of things mm -hmm. like that. Like, yeah. I, although I don't understand what is up with Stephen King, <laughs> but because that guy is the most nerdy guy, yeah. you know, like in his off time, he like, uh -huh. do, he does like mathematical problems when he's not writing and, and he comes up with some incredible stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, who else did that? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah. Um, one of my favorite movies was uh, True Romance, and I still need to see them. You have not seen I, that movie. No, I've not seen it. You, uh, there's, there's a good amount of movies I haven't seen. We got to sit and watch that one. But there's a scene in it. I don't know. You might have seen scenes from it. I think I've seen scenes. From so there, it, there's I, the scene about the you know the Sicilians, where he's like, "Oh, you're Sicilian." He's like, "Yeah, I'm Sicilian." He's talking to a mob boss. Uh huh. He's like, "Oh." Yeah, Sicilians used to be like wops from north, like the north. They had blonde hair and blue eyes. Okay. But the Moors conquered Sicily. Mm. And they did so much fucking <laughs> of Sicilian women. Changed the bloodline forever. Okay, now that story actually came because he, uh, um, Tarantino was, you know, raised around black folks. And uh, I can't remember if it was some, if he was related to someone or his mom was dating someone. I can't remember, but mm -hmm. um, he'd heard this story from a guy, right? And he used it, um, which is, you know, it, it's like I think people that are able to do that and 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 push boundaries with their art, those ones tend to. Uh, not always, but they tend to have had to go through an interesting early life. Oh, sure. Yeah. If you want to call it hard or whatever, it's just not normal. Yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not roses and white picket fences and all that. It's, it's normally very hard. Perfect example. Great movie. Eight mile. The, mm -hmm. the slim shady story. <laughs> You know, and he went through so much. Now he had a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you listen to the music, it the gene the reason it's genius in in so many instances is because of what he went through, and because the the thing about art is that the way art touches people is that the artist creates something based on their experience of life. Yeah, and other people can relate. Yeah to that experience. So I don't necessarily believe that having a screwed up kind of childhood is going to make you a great artist. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that just means you're going to end up in a ditch. Yeah. That, it could be, yeah. It could be, you know, <laughs> yeah, with up, needles you in your arm or, or in prison, in prison. Or yeah. Like so it, it, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be a great artist, you know? And sometimes again, you could, you can live what, other people would call a charmed life and still make horrible life choices. Oh, sure. Robert, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Perfect oh, yeah. example. Um, uh, I don't know a ton about Lane Staley, the singer for, for Alice, Alice in Chains. Chains. I don't know a ton about his early life. So I can't really speak on that, but I know he deteriorated and it, it was yeah you know he had everything yeah although just, although most a lot of the songs had to do with his drug addiction you know so i don't know where that came from but he created incredible art yeah you know 
So I, yeah, again, to, to kind of recap, I don't necessarily think that you need to go through. Now, this is the screwed up thing, and do not do this if you're if you're listening out there, because I've done this. Um, there are these stereotypical ideas of what it is to be an artist. So, uh, you know, I've done it earlier in my life, and I know others have too, where you, as a young person, you hear to be an artist, you got to go through this and through that, and you got to do this and do drugs and do this. And so a young person's like, I want to be an artist. So they choose to do these things because that is, quote unquote, what an artist is. That's not true. All it makes you is... You're a stupid dumbass. That's that's what you are if you do this. Yeah. So don't fucking do it. But it's again, it's the reason why we do this podcast are to talk about these things. Right. Um, because artists don't talk about these things. And if they do, a lot of times it's someone, it's an artist that's made it through all the hard shit, all the mistakes. You know, I, I used to think that, you know, oh, I would get a girlfriend and she was crazy or, you know, kind of toxic. And I would just tell myself, well, that's what artists go through. You know, oh, someone offers me a drug. Yeah, sure. Because that's what artists do. And it it almost ended my life, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know about that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's you don't want to get caught up in in those kind of things where you're making choices or making decisions uh, based on your desire to be something. So it's kind of like I want to be a rapper. Okay, so I'm going to drink promethazine <laughs> and smoke tons of weed or and, scissor per. That's what yeah. scissor. Oh, that's is. what yeah, that is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm going to do this, and then you you hear about artists that have overdosed and died because they're doing what they think is part of whiskey and cocaine. Yeah. Being an artist, (laughs) you know, and they're, they're great stories. If you can survive it, like, Oh, sure. Sitting and listening to Lemmy from motorhead talk, (laughs) you know, when when he was alive, his stories, they're epic. Oh, for sure. You know, but, but even he would tell you, don't fucking do that shit. Don't do that. Don't ever. Yeah. Don't try and be me. You know, there's only one Lemmy. Yeah. So rest in peace, Lemmy. Yeah. Rock in peace. So to all you listening to the podcast this morning or evening or whenever time. Whenever you're listening. You're listening. Yeah. Just keep in mind, being an artist can be hard. Oh, yeah. And it can be a hard experience from the time you're a kid to your adulthood. So, you know, pay attention to your decision making. Mm-hmm. Try and make good decisions. Don't don't you know? Don't put yourself on a road that can lead you to destruction. That's all I gotta say about. Don't it. make stupid decisions like me, where I spend all my money on beer and then just be totally broke for the next week. Yeah, and eat, have no food and, and eat, eat all his eat eggs. Eat your dad's egg. <laughs> <laughs> How far are we into this one? We're an hour and five minutes. All in. right, we're perfect. Yeah. So with that, we're gonna. Bid you all a fond adieu. Yes. I'm going to get out of here. And I'm going to let Jordan give you the skinny on, again, where to find us and all that. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, we have our podcasts on multiple distributions. We are available on pretty much all the major ones, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
uh, Stitcher, Spotify. We also have social media pages. We have Facebook where you can, uh, in fact, you can listen to the podcast there because the RSS feed goes straight to Facebook. So you can listen to it. Currently, it's on the app, apparently. Uh, you can't listen to the podcast through the Facebook website. I don't know why. I think it's just the way they designed it currently to like it's works for the app but doesn't work for i don't know it's, it's whatever but uh but yeah you can even you can follow us on facebook you can send us messages ask us questions like i said we we would like to get your input on things that would be awesome in fact if you send us a good message we might even feature it on the next episode and uh even a, maybe answer a question you have if you have any and uh the same goes for twitter and uh, Instagram, we, yeah. you, you can message us there as well. And uh, we will put, po- I put, po- well, I do all the social media shit. So I, I post um, updates. And when the episodes go live, I post the episodes there. We also have a YouTube page. We have a YouTube page. I upload the video version of the podcast there too. In fact, I, I want to talk to you eventually about the idea of doing like actually having a camera actually filming it again because 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 we because we did do that for episode zero and i think we even tried for episode one one yeah but i never posted that one okay so um but yeah i want to see about doing that yeah i'd like to do that and um just as an aside um stay on the lookout we're probably going to be bringing on some guests shortly yeah um actually my the client i tattooed today um mr ross solomon um, he's got a really good, high-paying job, but you know what he wants to do? He wants to be a writer. Hell yeah. And uh, I ta- talked to him about the podcast, and he was like, what is it? And he looked it up, found it. He's like, I'm going to listen to it on the way home. And he's like, maybe I could be a guest. I'm like, dude, I would love that, because yeah. I would love to hear yeah, yeah, yeah. someone talk about their desire. Yeah. To, was- you, that he's He loves writing. He loves telling stories, but life has taken him in the direction that he's been in but he's like i'd like to get back into that yeah so yeah absolutely. we're gonna bring some people on we're gonna be reading your comments on on the podcast so please leave a comment again all of those links are down in the description it is in the bio.link slash crook and candle all one word no ampersand crook is spelled with an e at the end yeah so there you go so follow us wherever we're at or or listen to us wherever we're at and uh we look forward to you listening to our next episode yeah and we look forward to doing many more of these we do have a great day have a great night you guys thank you for listening yeah have a good one take it easy peace peace